thinky, thirsty, and over 30. Welcome to Afternoon Army, a safe place for grown army to dish and discover BTS. We are four ladies who just wanted to know their names and can now explain the meaning of Lachi Bolala. New to Army? No problem. Come along as we explore all the important business suit that Bangtan throws our way. Join us on the last Tuesday of every month as we hop in the clown car and drive to the circus. And stay tuned for shorter snack-sized episodes between hosts and various correspondents because one thing we know is that the content just keeps on coming. All right. Hello. Um, this is exciting. Yes, we have a special guest. We Hello. do have a special guest. Yeah. It's Becky. I'm back. Yay, Yay. welcome back, Becky. Thanks. Wait, real quick. I need I need Becky's hot take. We got some new Celine pictures this morning. Becky. Oh. Tell us about the Celine pictures. Oh. Okay, so for anyone who does not know, I am a V bias, hardcore V bias. And yes, some beautiful Celine pictures dropped this morning of Kim Taehyung just cruising around in, I think he's in Paris, he must be, um, on the street wearing animal print on his jean jacket. I think it's a zebra. I don't know if it's a zebra or a tiger. I didn't look close enough because I was distracted by his uh, everything to figure out which animal it was, but he is looking fun and fantastic and I, he's got a little bag that says Celine on it I saw a very cute meme today that said someone was going to change their name to Celine just so they could be carried around on his bag and I was like I feel that <laughs> I feel that so much and um real quick before we get started I just want to like kind of put it in the timeline of where we are so um today is June 26th and Yoongi has wrapped up his two days in Seoul, only to surprise us with three more days in August, um, which is fun. But also, we had we didn't have the special guests we were hoping to have, but we did have the McNay line in attendance, and they were adorable. Um, and whoever shout out to the army that were sitting in front of them that they at no point in time made a big deal that they were literally behind them because I don't think I would have been that chill at all. Like, I just don't think it's possible that I would have been like, I'm enjoying the concert. I'm not paying attention to what's behind me. Like, I just don't know that mm -hmm. that would happen. So shout out to them. You're so, like superhuman. I could never. It blows my mind that they're that close together and they weren't more separate, like in a box or in some kind of it, I mean it did look like they were kind of in some kind of special box area but not privately not their own box yeah I almost think that maybe they were all high big hit employees mm, um in that, that box sense. that like the company bought the box and then like people got to go you know what I mean because like I just don't I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a K army. I hear great things about K army that they're like so well-behaved and they're like on their best behavior at all times. And I just know that like good for them. I'm proud of them because that would have never happened in the United States. Can you imagine in our box in Oakland and they just waltzed in? Like we heard there was space in here. We're just going to watch the concert from behind you guys. Never. Yeah. That's I would turn around to look at them and then accidentally yeet myself off the back. Like, I'd right? be <laughs> like, right. it wouldn't go well. No, nothing about that would go well. I mean, they would pan the camera. Like, he would say, oh, my bros, like he said, my bros are here tonight. And then the camera panned and everyone was cheering. 
And if that was in our suite in Oakland, he would have said, oh, my bros are here tonight. And you would just see the feral women in the box. They would just be like, help. They'd make their own signs that said help because we're just be so feral about it. Like, I love K-Army for their, like, wherewithal to keep it together when needed. That I love that about them. So thank you. Last weekend, the weekend before, um, I watched, finally got around to friendcation in the suit. The planets aligned. My husband went out of town. My, I had a cat. She passed away right before Oakland show and she wouldn't let me go down in the basement, which is where our Disney plus account is. She would just cry at the top of the steps. And so I didn't spend much time down there, but there was nobody else home, no crying cat. I had the big TV to myself. And so I was like, finally, I can watch friendcation in the suit. And I only watched one episode a day because it was so overwhelming for me. Like watching five men in matching pajamas was so overwhelming for me. I could only watch an episode at a time. So I had to gather anybody I could, Becky and Megan, to talk to me about friendcation in the soup. And that is what we are here to talk about tonight. Because I was blown away for reasons we'll get into later. But I thought it would be a really fun snack episode to talk about what friendcation would look like for us and some of our favorite parts about in the soup. Um, with the and the Wooga squad. So Megan, what is your dream friendcation? Okay, so I, it, it's a dream. So it's very elaborate. Okay. <laughs> very elaborate. But honestly, it's post BTS enlistment. And it's with you ladies in Korea, where we help them kick off their comeback said comeback. Um, but then we spend a lot of time in Seoul and we do all the BTS tours. Um, we go to the old dorm that's now a cafe and the dorm that's like a museum or whatever. We go to Hybe, like all the BTS bucket list things. We do that. But then we also find the house um, that in the soup was like on the water and we go do that. Um, and I want to stay in one of the old I can't remember what they're called but the old style Korean homes where the doors slide mm. um I would love to stay in one of those um obviously street food K food like soju like it would be so much fun just like sit and drink soju um stopping also at uh Magnate which is Jimin's dad's um cafe which I've heard great things um K drama Ajima went and she said it was like amazing is it um, impossible to get in? Like, I just imagine. No, she walked in. Yeah, no, she like walked in and like even bought merch. Like there's merch in there that says like 95, like be in good health. Like there's, she bought like a tote bag. Um, and there's like, you know, pictures and you can write like, I think you can write in a book, like a thank you or whatever. I mean, it's like amazing. All I know is that um, during the Busan concert, Jimin's dad made freebies which were like baby pictures of Jimin for his birthday. It was like on Jimin's birthday. With, it was like almost like a cup sleeve of it. And he was giving out freebies and also taking pictures with ARMY. And they were like, oh my gosh, like, thank you so much for having Jimin. And I'm just like, what an out-of-body experience for this man. Like, he's 
But then you think, but that's what Jimin would do, right? Like Jimin is so kind and he's like so loving to Army. And then Jimin's dad is just like, awesome. Like, let's have a freebie party. So that's on my bucket list. Um, but then at the finally, and like obviously we'd have to spend a lot of time there to get all of this stuff in. Um, but we would have to go to Jeju Island. Like we would just have to go to Jeju and like, you know, explore the beautiful beaches and everything. But it only works with seeing BTS and Seoul. And then doing this whole thing with you guys. That's my dream vacation. Also, I'm pretty sure it'll be cheaper to see them in Seoul when they come back um, than seeing in the United States with Ticketmaster. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I'm pretty sure it's probably cheaper to go see them in Seoul. I pretty much want to do exactly that. Plus the black and white checkered matching pajamas. Maybe one big long bed. Like, yes. put all the mattresses in a line. And we just like one night, maybe. I'm just saying it's an option to all sleep in the same super long weird bed. Uh, t-shirts where we write nicknames on the back with a sharpie and hot dumplings that just magically show up outside on the porch and are never explained in any way like all other meals we'll make ourselves but just I want magic hot dumplings outside for no I don't know how they get yes there. but like the ease at which they all were like we can't sleep in separate rooms everybody just bring your mattress like <laughs> sure Okay, like I, I have to like I, I, Allison. I know you're gonna do your dream vacation, but I just have to say, like, before I was even a BTS fan, I was a Wooga Squad fan because Park Seo Joon was like my K drama bias, and I watched pretty much everything that he was in. I followed everything like on social, and I was like, oh, someone like on TikTok was like, don't forget he's besties with V from BTS, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. So then I like learned obviously learn more about V and then I learned more about BTS and like, here we are. But like, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is such a cool friendship. Look how cute they are. Whatever. I didn't know it was this deep. I didn't know it was matching pajamas deep, which I love. I absolutely love. I'm obsessed with it. Matching pajamas deep and mattresses in the line deep. Like, I think we're just really need to stress that, like you said, there was no hesitation. It was just like, of course, this is what we do. We're going to pull all the mattresses from all the rooms and put them in a line. And then we're going to sleep together in like the most friendly way. Like it was, it was mind blowing. I just could they not had get to do Because right before that, they were basically in a puppy pile all on one bed. So, like, it makes sense that they were, like, and they never said this on there, like, oh, this isn't going to work. But it's, like, they're all hanging out on the one bed because they just want to be together. So then they light them all up. I mean, they get there. Right. Like, the first episode, they get there and they take a nap together. It's And it's, like, not a thing. It's There's multiple beds in that place. And they're, room. like, it, 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 multiple rooms. And they're, like, oh, what are you going to do? It's, like, oh, I'm just going to lay down for a little bit. I'm tired. But he's, like you know, me too. I can't remember. It was like, I think it was Seojun and V. And they're like, you know what? That sounds like a really good idea. And then they just, and I guess, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but like being from the West, you just don't, I don't see that. I, I just, you just don't see that in male friendships. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I just like being blown away. Yes. Because you're like, oh, yeah okay because that's what girlfriends would do right you'd be like oh i'm tired let's take a nap sure sharing a bed no big deal but like i don't i'm just saying like it it's it's so adorable and endearing like i can't like it just that's what i love yeah yeah 
it was amazing. So my friendcation um, would be to, I, I've had a lot of friendcation trips. I've been very lucky in that way. Um, but the most important thing for me when I'm friendcationing is like a comfy place to read, someplace where I can go get books. And if I have to go like on an excursion of some sort, I want it to be someplace where I can get wine or a craft cocktail. Like I'd really, I'm not one for outdoor sports. Um, in case you haven't picked that up in this podcast. <laughs> um, so I just like, I like lots of quiet time. I'm an introvert. So I want to be able to like go hide like Pete Boy would do from time to time. All of a sudden he would just be like gone and loved that for him. I also really loved the karaoke and the games that they played. I thought that was a really nice touch that they just had like an assortment of board games and a karaoke machine. Um, and then obviously snacks are very important to any friendcation. So just lots of like finger food because I'm not one to like eat meals, but I want to be able to eat 24 seven grazing style. So that yeah. would be my dream friendcation. Um, I forgot to say too, in my dream vacation, we have to Norabong do go to a karaoke place where like you put the money in and you, it's like a room like you see in the K-dramas. And the other thing is we would have to go to a Korean spa. Like, yeah, have to, like, have to go. Um, those would be the other two things. But yeah, Allison, I imagine the only way we'd ever get you on a hike anywhere is if there was a bar at the top um, with, like, you know, craft cocktails. Like, we'd tell you, okay, the specialty of, it's like a drink just for sugar. Like, it's in his likeness, and it's up there. And you'd be like, okay, oh, fine. Like, okay, fine. I'll okay, do fine. It. I'll do for it. that. I'll do it. Yeah. No, I have been known to hike for brief periods of time. I don't want to ever. Same. But... Same. Yeah, I'm. I'm like you. I'm not. The, I'm not the outdoorsy person. I'm just, just agree not to do a hiking friendcation, right? Like it's a right. promise. Yeah. You promise. Pretty swear right now. There will be like, no hikeation. Yeah, and yeah. like honestly, the in the soup house is as campy as I will ever get. Yeah. Honestly. Like it's on the water. So if you choose to go do that, you can. If you want to go run around the grounds, you could do that. If you want to sleep in the camper, you could do that. But like that's probably as outdoorsy campy I would ever get is that house, to be honest. A, a thin pad on a sidewalk with a beauty bucket is as campy as I would like to get. Ever. On the, right. on the sporty streets of Oakland. <laughs> I mean, I can say that that was camping. So I have enjoyed oh, camping because that was a really fun night. Like I would do it again in a heartbeat. I would say that also counts as hiking. I mean, there was walking, <laughs> it was slow. It was a long line. I mean, if I don't know if that's not hiking, I don't know what it is. We were outside for a long time and we walked. I think it counts. <laughs> Someone give me a better definition of hiking. I think it counts. Yeah, I think it counts. It counts. Uh, amazing. Okay. So let's talk about our bias and bias record. Uh, I'm going to go first just because I decided to. <laughs> so my bias is Park Soo-Joon because he can cook. And that is purely out of necessity. It has nothing to do with the fact that he's stunningly beautiful and hilarious. But I do not cook. And so I need somebody to feed me or I will just eat popcorn and grilled cheese and tomato soup if left to my own devices. Um, Peak Boy is my bias tracker because... He is so fun through the whole friendcation. I just 
wanted to like bear hug him the whole time. I just would follow him around and like hug him if I could. Um, and he can make coffee, which is my second necessity in life after food. Um, so really my bias and bias record come down to who can feed me and who can provide me coffee. Um, not that B and those other two cuties aren't adorable, but I have to keep myself fed somehow. What about you, Becky? So my, uh, my ultimate bias is V. And so he is for sure my bias here in the Wooga squad. And then my bias wrecker is uh, Kim Taehyung. I don't know if you've heard of him. He, uh, specifically crying in the dark in a big bed, being shared with all his friends, as already discussed. That that moment wrecked me. So V is my bias and Kim Taehyung is my bias wrecker. I am loyal as can be to my to my one and only. I mean, how, how can you not? How can <laughs> you not love that man for just like randomly crying at night with his friends? Yeah, I love that he was the smallest in the group. And they made like, like, like it was well known that he was like the smallest in the group. Like every time they took a picture, they were like, stand on your tiptoes or like, do this, do that. Like, he's just, I love that. But I also love for him that he is able to have friends like that, that like nothing was a big deal. Um, he was very, like, it's just, he's, they're normal friends, right? And, like, I feel like with someone who is that famous doesn't always have, like, close friends that just make it normal. Um, like, when they were asking him, like, what he wants for breakfast, they, like, baby him. What do you want for breakfast? Do you want butter on it? And then they start singing butter. And he's like, oh, that's funny. Like, funny joke, guys. But also that they were like, eat more. Have a bite of mine. Like, they just treat him like he's. I, I mean, because I think he is the Machne, but like, I don't know. They just baby him so much. And I was like, how would you not with those little cheekies and that smile and that flop of hair? Like every morning he woke up and his hair was just like a bird's nest. And it was my absolute favorite thing. I was like, oh my gosh, I love, I love it. I love it so I'm much. So, I'm so fascinated. So he does seem physically the smallest, but he's like 5'10". Right. He's not small. I mean, he's, he's not super tall, but like that's still in the range of tall like how tall is everyone else well my friend Cation bias is peak boy and he's a giant I think he's six one I think really? no is he he's shorter six than that? three he's six what? three yeah he's a giant he's bigger than Namjoon yeah what yeah so there's like part there's a part where they're like it's before everyone else gets there so it's Sojun peak boy and V and they ride on each other's backs and then they go to take like a selfie and he's literally hanging on their shoulders. His feet aren't like touching the ground because they're so much taller than him that they just kind of like lift him up for the selfie. And it's, I mean, it's adorable. I love it so much. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go back to the bed because I didn't know how tall they were. I hadn't thought this, yeah. like a six foot three man is sharing fully platonically by mm -hmm. all information we have like mm -hmm. a bed with fun mm -hmm. like four other like I'm I'm blown away right now about this because <laughs> they're they're bigger humans than I yes. was imagining even though I, I mean yeah. I watched it but mm -hmm. yeah Park Sojun is six one um Park uh Hung Sik is six feet I think wow. they're yeah he's six feet 
Wushik is 5'11", so he's about the same height as B. Yeah. They're um, very tall. So tall. Um, Peak Boy is my bias um, because he's just a gentle giant. Um, I actually watched this in two parts. Like I had started watching it early this year, earlier this year, and then I got sidetracked by other like K-dramas and BTS things. And so I kind of like had it waiting. So when Allison said she was watching, I was like, oh my gosh, let me finish. I only have like an episode and a half to go. Um, And I just like Allison said, from the moment he came on screen, he was just like cuddly and adorable. But I also like that he was always like kind of calm and quiet um, and just seemed like he was along for the ride. Like, I'm just happy to be here, guys. Like, I'm just like having a good time. Um, I wrote, thought it was really cute because like the loudest he got was in the car when they were playing like the guess the song game. And I thought that was really cute because like that's when his like almost like his personality jumped out. And I had of course I did. When I first started watching it, went down the rabbit hole. I follow him on Instagram. I went and watched like his music videos because those um, the Wooga Squad Squad ends up in some of his music videos. So if you go and search his music videos, you'll see like V's in a, in one of them and Sojun's in one of them. So like they all have fun together. Um, and then and I just I think he's just adorable. I just love him. And then my record is Wushik because he's the rom com king. And I love that they were just rom-com king, like totally razzing him, which was my favorite. But also when you pay attention, he is the master of a conversational joke, which is like crack to me. So like he's very dry and sarcastic um, and it's so quiet and understated. And like sometimes nobody laughs and then someone will chuckle. And I just love that about him. And he's adorable. He's just, I follow him on Instagram too. And he's just, I love that on Instagram, he hashtags himself Edward Cho because he's also, that's also, that's like his other like actor name. And I saw the hashtag and I was like, who is that? And I was like, oh, it's Wushik. <laughs> I love he's it. He's so cute. Oh, he wrecked me in our beloved summer, like bad. So bad. I'm not over yeah. that drama yet because that. of how good he was. Oh, oh he's so good. If so you good. like him at all. Go watch that drama because he is so good in it. He also um, plays against that same actress in another drama that is very dark. And I can't remember what it's called. Um, But they were cast together in another drama. And he is like, it's like a, almost like a horror psychological thriller. So at the, yes. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And so at the time, the chatter online was like how could they go from this to like this when they're like cute in a rom-com so but if you do like him at all that is such a great drama he's so good in our beloved summer so adorable yeah that's interesting he went from the witch to parasite to our beloved summer those are very different shows he's amazing i love him so much anyway okay so what were some of your favorite moments as you were watching this? Megan, I, do you want to start? Oh, or Becky, sorry. Sorry, I particularly loved the ice skating part. It, I, we were just talking about, they were doing the music game on the way to ice skating. And the ice skating just was so fun. They were all <laughs> way awkward. It, so we've got these extremely talented at the high end of their level of talent, right? Like genius level talent. And then they go do this thing where they're just 
awkward and clumsy. They're trying to help each other find their footing and they're just goofing around and having such a good time. And I couldn't help but wonder how often they get to do that. I mean, clearly the whole ice rink is empty. They had to clear it out for them. So how often do they get to go and just goof off? I know V does when they do run BTS with the other members, but again, it's not that often that they get to do that kind of thing. And then I just especially loved at one point they start doing solos and then they sit on the side and they cheer for each other no matter what happens. Like Taehyung goes out there, he's wobbling around, he gets his footing and stands up straight, they cheer. He falls, they cheer. I think at one point Wushik like actually just sat down put his head on his knees and they stood up and clapped like no matter what they did they were just loving each other and supporting each other and just having the best time cheering each other on and it just felt it was super fun to just watch on face value and it also just felt like an allegory for kind of their whole friendship where they just do that right like they're rooting for each other completely it felt so true to them from what I we get to see what about you, again? Oh, I was just going to say, I totally agree. And I wonder, because, like, what, like, from a Western lens, we know that, like, sometimes actors are pitted against each other, you know? So it'll be like, oh, this actor went for this part. This actor's, like, blockbuster made more money than this actor. These, you know, you see the tabloids, like, these actors don't talk to each other. So I just really, like, wonder how they like not wonder how they cultivated the friendship because I think inherently they're just all really good people like I really truly believe that they're just all really good people so I think that like it's amazing to me like you said Becky like it doesn't matter what they do they're just cheering for each other like they're like that was so great that you fell on your ass yay like good for you so like I I love that um my highlights were obviously them babying Tay. Like, I just think that is the best thing that ever happened. Um, there was one part where they're like making the stew and they were like, oh, don't forget the drumsticks because he loves drumsticks. So make them all. So he has drumsticks. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I would do that too. But like, you guys are so cute. Like I seeing grown men do that. It's just like, like Allison said, it's just a whole new level of like, this is real. How is this real life? Um, I also love that he made breakfast and it didn't go well <laughs> and they didn't want to be mean about it. So they all were like, I mean, just add some more water to it. But nobody could really stomach his breakfast. So in a nice way, they decided to eat corn dogs and like pancakes that were left in the fridge. But I just thought it was really sweet because nobody came out and said, this is inedible and awful. They were just kind of like, we should also make this as well to eat, you know? Um, so I love that he gets that kind of like comfort and like gets taken care of in that way. The other thing is that they went to that restaurant in the very beginning and V could not leave the fact that he knew that song that was on the um, lady's ringtone. Um, so he like had to find out. And then she just gave her number to Peak Boy, like, sure, go ahead and call my phone. And then he calls her phone. D like, three of the most famous men in Korea are just sitting in your restaurant, ask for your phone number, and you're like, yeah, call my phone and figure out the ringtone. Okay. Don't okay. you wish you were that restaurant owner? <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> call it. And then... What do they do? They tell her, erase the phone number from your 
Like, I feel like Pink Boy would have just been like, you can keep my number. If you ever need anything, call me. Like, it's fine. I'll I'll come and help out your restaurant. Like, I don't know. It just, <laughs> they're just sitting there in this restaurant. And then he's like, I know this song. It's got to be this. It's got to be that. And then, like, Sojin just in the corner, he's like, hello, your phone's ringing. Hello, hello, someone's getting a call. It's like, they obviously shut down that restaurant for them. But still, like, you could tell there was no one else in there. It's literally the restaurant owner and them making like they're like oh his favorite food is this and she's like obviously now i have to make all of it for you um i still will never be over the fact that peak boy was like yeah give me your number and i'll just call it until we figure out what the song is Dead. okay sure okay that makes sense they signed 500 ndas for that so <laughs> I mean, whatever works. However you can get Peak Boy's number on your phone, Megan, we're here to support you. <laughs> honestly. Honestly. Like, I have to figure out a way if I'm ever in a situation where he, he is to be like, just give me your number and I'll figure it out. Right? Like, I just, let me, this picture of us looks really good. Let me text it to you. Why don't you go ahead and give me your number? That's the only way that works. <laughs> Amazing. So my thing, this is such a little thing, but I, like, I took, I was watching this, and then I would go to work, and I would be like, okay, hear me out. Go home, open up Disney Plus, and watch Friendcation in the soup. I'd spell it out for him, and I was like, you will be just, like, relaxed and, <laughs> like, overjoyed by watching five grown men like have the time of their life but my favorite part of this was when peak boy was like why didn't you tell me you were gonna wear the good sweatpants i would have worn my good sweatpants <laughs> like, <laughs> because they were all like they're putting their luggage in the car they were getting ready to head out and he's like looking at parksujin and v and he's like you have nice sweatpants on. I have my normal sweatpants. And I just like, I was like, okay, I'm sold. Whatever this is, I am <laughs> ready to invest four hours of my life. Uh, and that was just like the rest of, of the show. What was that? I love that they have levels of sweatpants. Like there's good pants, sweatpants and not good sweatpants. <laughs> I do not I have one level of sweatpants. They're just <laughs> the sweatpants. That's it. <laughs> and then they got more sweatpants when they went to their Airbnb because they had like a little care package with the matching pajamas and with whatever else was in that magical wicker basket that they got that had like then the second like sweatpants <laughs> and sweatshirt. Yeah. And I just love that like V planned all this. This is what V wanted. Um, and this was po right, this post Festa, right? Was this post Festa? Ooh, or was this before? No, this was post, I believe this was post PTD LA. Mm. And this was time that he had. And from now knowing what happened, well, really what happened after Festa last year where they wanted more time to themselves, watching it from that lens made me really sit back and think, wow, this was something he really wanted. He really wanted a vacation with friends. He really wanted to go and relax. And I just love that he was able to do that. But he also arranged for those care packages. of Like he was like, we're going to go. We're all going to wear matching pajamas. Of course we are. Of course. They're going to be checkered. They're going to be great. 
We're going to wear matching sweatsuits. It's going to be awesome. And I, I don't know. I just love that. Down well, to and- the matching socks. Yes. Yes. And didn't he only give them like a week's notice? Yeah. Like it sprung it on him and it was like, wait, we're going this weekend? And they're like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Because he so, was like, I want to yeah. do this. You know, he was like, I want, I want to do this. This is what I've been wanting to do for a while. I think we should do this. And they were like, I mean, it's not enough time. I think though, Peak Boy was like, yeah, let's go. Let's leave tomorrow. <laughs> Love that about him. Let's, let's do it. Obviously, the theme of this trip was friendship. What did you learn about friendship while you were watching this? Um, I would say that I learned that good friends, really, truly good friends are happy for you and your success. Um, because like I said earlier, and I don't know that it's true because I'm just looking from a Western lens, but in my person, like my opinion, when I look at it, V is probably one of the most recognizable stars internationally. Um, and that's not to take anything away from the other actors and artists that are in this friend group, but you know, he, appears to be the most famous, but you would never know that watching this. You know, if you if I just told someone to watch this show, I don't think and they didn't know who he was, I don't think that they would ever know that he is probably the most recognizable, the most accolades, like the, mo- the internationally famous person. Um, and I love that because the group treats everybody with the same regard and respect. And everyone is on equal footing. Like Becky said, they're all ice skating, falling, you know, doing all these things, but everybody's cheering in the same way. Everyone's supporting in the same way. Um, And like, I, I feel like I found that in this group with you guys that we podcast and we're going to concerts together and things, you know, I put out the other day, it was really a vulnerable thing for me to do to ask for help with a resume because I haven't written a resume in a long time. And every single woman in that group chat was quick to message me separately and offer their help. And I just thought that that was so amazing because that's the true sign of friendship that people are willing to like root for you and also root for your success. So thank you to all of you. Um, But also that's what I learned in this is that, you know, your true friendships really do want you to be successful and they want what you want. And if that's this type of success, great. And if it's something else, that's great too. And I think that's really important. Yeah, I love that. I feel like uh, watching them do that for one another was really beautiful. And you know, they do it outside, obviously, as well. And I just, for me, what I noticed on the show was the ease that they had around each other. It almost strikes me as five introverts, like just, and I don't know if they really are introverts or extroverts, but these are like low key, like the whole show is pretty low key, right? And they just have this comfort and ease around one another and they open up to each other. And I just feel like at this point in my life, I want more and more of that. I think there were times when I want, I'm not saying I don't love high energy. I do. I love high energy. I love adventures. I like plot twists. I like all of that. But the people I want around me, I want them to give me a sense of ease in me about who I am in the world, about if I make mistakes, if I, you know, do like, I don't want there to be that fear of, am I doing the right or wrong thing in this moment? And what I saw on that was that they really just have built that. And I don't know if it came to them naturally and that's how they connected or if that's something they cultivated over time. But 
that comfort and respect and um, yeah, just like this, I keep repeating the word ease, but it just felt, it felt easy to watch. It felt, I know healing has been thrown around about this show as well, but there was just this underlying softness to it that was amazing that I just think, yes, more of that, please. And I, I too feel like I found that with this group. I mean, like even when we were in open, we were pretty much people who hadn't been in person hardly at all that were suddenly together in some fairly wily situations at times. And then just with very high, high emotions, right? And then a bunch of us came in together at the suite. Again, a lot of people that didn't know each other well. And there was just this comfort there of just like, oh, I can be myself here. That was just really, really lovely. Yeah, I like what you said about the ease and like almost the healing property of it. Like, I feel like this is a show I could comfort watch um, if needed. Like, oh, I just need to decompress or I just need to like um, sit for a minute, you know, with something that I don't have to um, follow a plot line because it doesn't have a plot line, but it's so entertaining at the same time. Um, and it's fun. But it is very healing and there is an ease with them. You know, they there's nothing. I don't know, like they go fishing and like no one's a diva. No one's throwing a fit. No one is like, oh, my God, it's so cold or I'm hungry or I'm this. Or They're just all like, man, it's cold. Yep. All right. Let's get out there and like catch some more fish, you know, where they're like huddled together um, in like this inside of the boat. Um, making fun of each other's like, you know, masks or like hats or whatever they're doing. So like, I love that, that you pointed that out because I think as we mature and get older, we do want that ease of our friendship. We want to know that we can show up someplace and just be our most authentic self. And that is okay. There's no masking involved. There's no, you know, entertainment. Like I know if we all did something together literally I could come and be myself and like throw in a run BTS episode and we're all like going to sit there and either talk through it or just be quiet the whole time, but nothing's awkward. Do you know what I mean? And I think that that's what you get from friendcation. Yeah. And I think like for all of that, it just seems like it was built on respect, respect for each other as people, respect for their craft, um, respect for that they knew each other well and trusted each other in like the biggest ways. Um, I did learn that my friendships need a lot more matching pajamas because I don't know that I have matching pajamas with any of my friendships. And that seemed really like a tragedy <laughs> at this point. Like I'm going to demand that now for all of my friendships. Um, and I think that just to go along with what you guys said, um, not only did they celebrate their successes along the way, but they're like, yes, how can I help you do that? Like, I am ready to help you be a producer if that's what you want to be. Um, and, you know, just like they were each other's biggest cheering squad throughout the whole time. And they had talked about it had been like three or some years since they had been together as a group for a long weekend. Like it had been a long time. But I think like you said, Becky, like you can tell that they've been making time for each other along the way that they stay in touch, that they're in each other's music videos. 
think at the end of it, we see that they get together to record the soundtrack for the show. And I think that that's where that level of like respect, ease comes in as they make the time for each other as well. And we haven't even talked about their matching jewelry, which is another thing. The rings. The rings. Like they all had the matching ring and they talked about like wearing it on the set to their shows or the, you know, doing this or that and like having people say, oh, what's that ring? And they're like, this is my friendship ring. What about it? Why? Why? Ugh. They're just... Do you think that was V's idea too? I mean, we don't know. Like we're just guessing, but it feels like V to me. I'm not going to lie. Like it just feels like something he would say and they'd be like, yeah, of course we'll wear rings for you. Uh, yep. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I've, I can't remember what live it was or like what it was, but he, well, there's a, been a couple of times where he said, army, you're mine. And I'm yours. Like there's a clip of him at a concert and I can't remember how it, he's like talking to the crowd and he's like, but you're mine, right? Like you army, you're mine, right? You're not going to go anywhere else. You're mine. So I feel like that's his personality to be like, you're my friends. Here is the ring. You're not going anywhere. And I love that about him. I love that he is so confident and comfortable to to say that you know what I mean and like even as an idol like I I can't remember what I was watching someone on TikTok a video of someone talking about like um when Yoongi says he says something in one of his lyrics about being the best at something um and it's from D-Day and he's talking about like I'm the best rapper and they the person doing the video saying you know in Korea like the um the politeness or like, you know, how we do things. We don't ever say I'm the best. Like, that's just not something we say. We, we spin it a different way. So for him to say that it was a big deal. And I feel like that is like the same kind of confidence V has when he's like, you're mine. You're my friend. You're my this, you're my that. So I just think, I feel like, yeah, that was probably V's idea because he was like, you're mine and you're not going anywhere. And I love that. Who's going to say no. Any of them are going to say no, no. No one. They can't. No one He's the baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. I don't know. This is a conversation that I had with Leah after I watched the first, like, the whole thing is one, are my expectations for men so low that watching five men have grown up communication and talk to each other, like, blows my mind? Or was this, like, truly five unicorns meeting in the South Korean woods and going fishing. And that's why it blew my mind. Like, I I just couldn't get over it. Like, oh, there's these five men and they're having healthy communication. They're encouraging each other. There's like zero toxicity, zero like one upmanship. I was just blown away. Anybody else leave feeling that way? I feel like, uh, and I don't know for sure, but I feel like the members of BTS have probably had some type of counseling uh, or team building or communication exercises to like learn how to communicate 
with each other and communicate well because I can't imagine that they are as close as they are without having to work through some things. Um, and I just think that from my ripe old age, like I'm, you know, a mature adult and I say mature adult as in age, not like personality wise, I'm just going to put that out there. But I feel like I kind of felt like you did Allison. Like I was like, wait a minute, my standards must be super low that I am really like upset, not upset. I was like moved by the fact that they are so honest um, and like open about things. And like, you know, Becky was talking earlier about V just like crying on the bed, like in bed um, when they're talking. And I felt like that was such a vulnerable and honest moment for him that I don't think that he does with other people. And I'm not saying he doesn't do this with the members of BTS. I'm sure that he does. But really putting it out there about the previous year and him saying things like, I don't think I did as well as I could have. I don't think I reached my full potential last year. And when you're in a group of peers, friends, men that, you know, kind of are on the same playing field as far as like entertainment personalities go, that had to be such a big moment for him. And I, I don't think it was like, you know, they really listened to him. They asked him questions. You know, they said, please don't say that. Like, don't talk that way. This isn't the truth. This is not the truth. This is not your truth. And I don't think they did that in a fake way. And I don't think they did that to like, as I always say, butter your bun. Like, I don't think they did that to butter his bun. I think they really meant like, I support you. I believe in you. And you did do things last year. And maybe they weren't the things that you had planned. Maybe they weren't the, didn't go the way you wanted to, but you that doesn't take away from the successes that you had. And so it just felt like, I don't know that men of our age, like uh, our demographic, understand and do that kind of communication. I think it's very rare um, because I am a person that grew up as a teenager in the 90s and I don't know any male my age that has communication that is that evolved but I do have hope for the future because I know that my daughters have male friends that do communicate like that with them and with their friends so I I think it could be a lot of things I think it could be cultural a little bit but I also think that it could just be as we are progressing forward like the men are evolving that's what we want we want them to feel and to like think and to like express themselves. And while we may not reap those benefits, we can enjoy it on screen <laughs> and we can enjoy it by watching these men do this. What I also love, and this is zooming out a little bit, but like that, that moment you just described was really the most dramatic, if you will, of the whole show. Right. And it was handled with such respect and um, empathy and kindness it wasn't handled in a drama kind of way. Not only was there not toxic masculinity in this show, there was nothing toxic in this show. Like if you look at a reality show, if you took four episodes, if you took two, one episode of a reality show in the United States, you would have more drama and not the kind that is good, toxic drama than we saw in this entire show because that's what we think we want here. I guess. I, I don't know. I There were no big dramatic moves to like make this watchable, right? Like it was mellow. It was 
humans connecting with other humans at a steady, loving, gentle, respectful pace. That they were all men is even more astounding, but that it happened at all is almost astounding to me when I compare it to the type of reality-based shows that we get here. Yeah, I second that. I agree because even during that scene, scene, Miss Reality Show, but that portion where he is upset and he is crying and they turn on their camera flashlights, he tells them to turn the light off and they do. They do yeah. do that. They, they're looking, they're like, oh, are, are you crying? Really? Are you crying? And like one of them giggles. Then when they figure out that he actually is upset and he tells them, you know, please turn off the light. They turn off the light. And then they talk to him in like low hushed voices as like a soothing thing. But very quickly, the camera fades. It like zooms out and we get the house from the outside. And then we get the next morning. So while, like you said, Becky, Western media would have like turned on all the lights and would have had like a round table and like, oh, what's wrong with you? What, you know, it was very, it was handled in such a respectful way, but it also was just enough to show the type of friendship that these men have and why this show, why this trip was important, but also probably why it was important for V for us to see it right? For Army to see it um, and see what he does in his downtime. And I, I think that too is, it, it's kind, like V did not have to show us anything. He could have just put some pictures on Instagram and deleted them later. But the fact that he like actually went the extra mile and shared this with us, I think is also a big deal. Yeah, because that could have easily gotten cut as well in the editing room. I mean, they've got influence, I imagine, on that as well so I, the fact that it was chosen to be left in I agree with you like that was something he presumably decided to let us see and they revisited like they you know they took care of him that night and then the next day they gave him a little they're like teasing him a little bit in the most loving way possible you know they're like oh we were so surprised and your mouth was turned down and you know like but it was in a way that let you know that they were taking care of him in that moment too, of like, are you okay now? Like, how can we help you? Like, what do you need from your four brothers right now in the teasing? It wasn't mean spirited or too much like at, at all. I do think that that's an interesting like point because they talk about that in the very first episode when they're planning their trip as like, Okay, there's going to be cameras, you know, so in their mind, they know that everything is filmed all the time and they act accordingly, you know, and so we get to see a peeled back layer of them and who they are as men, but also they, they're being recorded all the time and they know that that's very much in their consciousness. And so it's just like always makes you wonder, okay, like where are, you know, like you'd, I don't need to see behind the curtain entirely. Um, but it's just like that. I remember catching that when they were planning for the episode or the predication too. I think early on peak boy starts to cuss or says a cuss word too, or, and like holds it back. He's like, Oh, and like hold, pulls it back a little bit. And so, yeah, they're aware. And so we're, we are still getting stripped down version of them, but also still curated for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think because Seojun and V 
do the most reality, right? Because in the soup and Sojun does the cooking show, reality shows and things like that. So I think they're probably the most aware um, of this type of camera work. Um, and the others, I, I didn't realize it till now. I think Park Hung-shik was like the most quiet um, and very understated. I mean, he was there and he, you know, said his piece and he sang, he has a beautiful singing voice. Like he's adorable. Um, but, and like Wushik too, um, Wushik is on a lot of a variety shows too, by the way. Um, but yeah, like I, I mean, they, Korean media to me is, is something I would just love to study because it's so different from Western media and the way, like Becky, you had mentioned earlier, their reality shows are just completely different from what we're used to. Um, and it's, I love Korean reality shows. Don't love Western reality shows because Korean reality shows don't, the ones that I've seen anyway, don't boil my blood in the same way that like, if I'm watching a Western, you know, reality show, I'm like, I can't like, don't even get me started on Vanderpump rules. I don't even watch it. I get enough of it on social media to know what's going on. And I'm like, never, I, I can't do it. Just no, thank you. If that's your cup of tea, great. I'm not yucking it. It's just not for me. To wrap things up, what is on your bucket list? Becky, I read yours. You go first. Okay, so I I have, a, you know, like a realistic bucket list that has stuff on it, which includes karaoke, like we talked about today. I have never done karaoke. I've always been too chicken. I think going into one of those rooms with friends would be a way to do it rather than the way that it's sometimes done here where you're at the front of a bar basically and singing in front of strangers, but I really, really want to do it. So next time we're all together, let's make that happen. Cause that's been on my bucket list for a very long time, but that is kind of my realistic bucket list. But I have a fantasy bucket list that I want RM someday to see some art that I've made or something I've written or created and to comment on it or he like engage with it. I don't care. I'm open to exactly what happens. But it includes RM and something I have made. I actually, so I made an actual list of absurd fantasy goals at the beginning of this year, none of which do I think could actually happen. Um, but that is one of them. So, I, and again, these goals don't have to happen within one year. There's time. RM's going to enlist. I can improve my art or in all the things I want to do. But that is one of my big absurd fantasy bucket list items. Um, I love Becky, that so much. I okay. First of all, I love that so much for you. But you do know that Jimin's moon tattoos were BTS fan art, right? No. Okay, they are. So an army painted a port a, a picture of Jimin showing his back. You know, we get the fan art. We get the like. You know, sometimes not safe for work fan art. They painted fan art of Jimin with that moon sequence down his back and he saw it and that's the tattoo that's on his back. So you say fantasy, I say girl one day. I look forward to the clapping. Yes. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Megan, how about you? What's on your bucket list? Um, well, I have like a real, like a real one, which is BTS multiple cities VIP barricade with you all. That's like the only way that could happen. Fantasy bucket list. No, it's a stretch. I I want them on this podcast one day. That means I have to podcast until I'm 109 years old. I will podcast until I'm 109 years old. I and a, actually, it doesn't even have to be any of the BTS members, but I would love to interview some K-pop 
person on this podcast at some point. Um, we could totally make that happen. And let me tell you why. Last year when, and I, I think Allison knows the story, but last year when um, The Rose released their album, Heal, they did a Instagram live with a company. And I wish I could remember the name of the company, but I don't. But I shouldn't because I would throw them under the bus right now. And they showed up on this live and there was no moderator. There was no one reading the questions that they were getting in the comments. It was literally the Rose, the four members of the Rose on Instagram. And Wusang had to read the questions for the rest of the group. And it was very awkward. And I thought there's that there's no way that should be happening for them right now. Um, So I always thought, always said, I would love to have a K-pop entertainer, an idol um, on this podcast. The other one, which I was too chicken to do this. I really wanted to print this shirt I made for D-Day. That was, it was a picture of the BART subway at Oakland. And a picture from um, Daegu. And I wanted someone to throw it at Yoongi and see if he would wear it to the airport the next day. And I chickened out because I didn't want anyone to get arrested trying to get him that shirt. But I swear one day I'm going to make a shirt and one of those men are going to show up at the airport in it. And huzzah, because it has to happen. It has to happen. Plus, your shirts are great. Shout out to Megan's shirts. I wore one of them on the floor the night we saw Sugar the second night. So... He also was quite close to the shirt that you made. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, like, yeah, that counts. It's like a, a, a drop in the bucket list, maybe. Yeah, it's like a degree of separation. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Uh, I love that so much. Um, I want to go South Korea, obviously, yes. to see like all the things that we talked about at the beginning um, and that you listed for the Frankation. I just want to just want to see just want to see the places um and for like my own like personal bucket list i need to revisit this idea because i loved how they asked each other this in the in friendcation i thought that was really cute um but a road trip to the grand canyon because i have not been that to my knowledge like i used to live in the pacific northwest and i've been in california um but i don't know that i've ever ever been to the grand canyon so that's like a bucket list thing for me Okay, I got it. I have it. When they do their road trip in the United States, we can invite them on the podcast because they'll yes. be stateside. We'll figure yes. it out. Let's the podcast can we'll, go on the road too. We, right? just we will also around. go on the road. Just tell us where. We'll meet you at the Grand Canyon. How about that? Right. And we'll live pod from the Grand Canyon with V yeah. and his buds. It'll be great. Done. Yeah. I feel like Pete Coy would be totally down for it. He'd be like the first one to be like, why not? Let's do it. He would totally do it. I love that. Yeah. I just want to recreate that like photo of Sugar where he's like squatting and like taking a picture of the Grand Canyon. Like, (laughs) I'll take the picture of you. I promise. Gonna go ahead and recreate that moment. I'm going to wear my cute little anorak (laughs) and go to the Grand Canyon and take and then be like you know this was enough nature i've been here for a day i'm gonna go back to the city now like he said in his behind the scenes of his photo album he's like i just wanted to look cute but now i'm done with this outdoor thing i need to go back to the city and i've never felt that on a more spiritual level (laughs) (laughs) 
I feel like you you probably felt so connected to him at that point. You were just like, this is exactly what I'm talking about, guys. Yeah. This right thank here. you. Yeah. <laughs> thank he you for it. getting it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Any other things we want to discuss before wrapping up? Just that I realized that I will have to stay up in the middle of the night to watch uh, more shows in Korea in August. So, you know, whatever. Here's the life. I yeah. I have to say, I was not planning on watching these dates. My da- Today's my daughter's birthday. She turned 16 today. Um, and we've oh, done no. all the celebrating. We're doing some more celebrating later. But I kind of knew this weekend was busy. She actually went to the coast with her friends about two hours away. And so I knew I had to go get her on Sunday morning. And so I thought, okay, if I'm up on Friday to Saturday, that'll work. But being up from Saturday to Sunday is not because I got to get up early and I got to go get her. Well, Friday night I fell asleep and my body woke me up at 2.57 a.m. my time, which was three minutes before that man went on stage. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. And I said, fine, I'm up. I guess I know what I'm doing. And I put my earbuds in in bed and I jumped on a live stream because I didn't buy it myself. I jumped on a TikTok live stream and it was fantastic. I saw the whole thing. It was great. And then I was exhausted the next day and I said, okay, you got to get some sleep because you got to go pick her up tomorrow and do your thing. Wouldn't you know it? She sent me a text at like 2 a.m. I can't sleep. I was up. So I just caught hour two of the concert because why wouldn't (laughs) I? Meant to be. I just like that's the life. The same thing happened last year for Festa. I, I was so new. And we were all talking in the group chat. Oh, we're going to get up early. Are we going to do this? And I was like, nah, I won't get up early. It's 6 a.m. my time. It's fine. If my body wakes me up, I'll wake up. And if not, it's fine. Like 5.49, my body woke me up. Like, get up. It's Festa. Watch yeah. this. Fe-. And I did. And so I guess that's just me. My body just says. <laughs> BTS is doing something. Get up. <laughs> my soul is like, rise. Yoongi is rising. Also rise. Apparently, is what happens. Uh, so, have either of you seen Jenny's Kitchen? Jenny's Kitchen, because it's half of Booga Squad. I know. I will just I give a to. shout out for that. I've seen most of it. I saved the last two episodes for a day when I'm feeling down, where I just need their comforting love and ease. It's another very easy show. Highly recommend. It is uh, of the Booga Squad, so Peak Boy's not there, and Park Young Sheik's not there, but Choi Woo Sheik is there, Park Seo Joon is there, and V is there. And then there's a couple other actors whose names I can't roll off the top of my head. Uh, Jin, the one who's Ginny's Kitchen is named after. And then a woman whose name I don't know. Sorry. She's really cool, too. So I'm sad I don't know her name. But it's very fun. It's got, it's different. It's completely different than um, than this one. But it, it has that same level of kind of slow comfort, respect, and just nothing at all happens. And yet it's compelling to watch somehow. I I'm just so know excited. I saw, yeah, me too, because I saw the clip where he make V makes the baby smile, and I was like, oh my god, done. <laughs> there are some fantastic V moments for sure, and then Toxigen and Chowushik like baby him a little bit, the same way they do here, and there's a little sibling thing with Chowushik and V. It's it's pretty cute. Yeah, Ugh. that, and then the the um, Mexican grandmas, the abuelitas at the table. And the one is like, oh, my God, he's so handsome. Like She's literally there to see him. 
which I was like, thank you, because I don't, you know, this is my group of women, right? Like, we're all in this together. And her friends are like, what are you talking about? And she's like, him, he's like the most handsome man ever. And she's there to see him. And her, like, other grandma friends are like, what are you talking about? And she's like, look at him. And then they're like, oh, he is, he's beautiful. And I saw that clip and I was like, oh my God, yes, this is so great. It's so pretty amazing. Okay, yeah. that'll be the next weekend watch that I have some free time. So, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Becky, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Yay. Yay. Okay. Jorge. Jorge. Jorge.